When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, guys, Andy Kaufman is set to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2023. Yeah. Yeah. He will be inducted alongside this year's fellow honorees that currently include Rey Mysterio and the great Muta. Uh, Of course, Kaufman is best known for his career on stage and screen as an actor. But then, you know... He showed up in the world of professional wrestling and had that great feud with Jerry Lawler. And even though the two of them were actually friends, they had people convinced for years that they were really feuding in real life. Um, And yeah, he was a big part of of wrestling back in the day. So, yeah. But there was that, I'm trying to remember what it was, where Andy Kaufman is like interviewing Jerry the King Lawler. And the King, I want to say, I'm trying to remember the move that he put him in, but he broke his neck, or at least that was the word. That he broke his neck. And then Andy Kaufman showed up with one of those neck Yeah, it was a pile driver. A pile driver. Very good, Lindsay Baseball. And then they were on Late Night with David Letterman, and they got into it then. Yeah. And then Jerry Lawler slapped him. Yeah, that's right. Smacked him. Yeah, that's when he knocked him out of his chair. That's what you're talking about. And everyone thought the whole thing was real. Oh, really? I did. You didn't? No, I did. Okay. I was going to say, most people did. You're telling me that it wasn't real? No, Cappy. Well, you're kind of kind of messing with my mind right now you know a lot of people think that he's like actually still alive heard yeah that. i know people do think that heard that he, like, Don't faked buy his, it. he faked his i death. mean there are people that think tupac's still alive too so i, mean, oh, I think he's put tupac oh, still alive on. for sure Come on. You think the earth is flat? No, I don't. <laughs> Thinking somebody that, I mean, I feel like Elvis could possibly, maybe not no, still, no, but I no, don't no, think he died no. when everyone said he died. I don't think that. You don't think he died like in the bathroom no. there in Vegas when mm-hmm. everybody, okay. I don't. I think huh? he lived for, until recently. That's what <clears throat> recently? I Recently? I like conspiracy theories, you know? I can like, tell. That's my thing. I mean, look, I know I'm skeptical about a few things. I told you guys that I don't believe that that whole Pompeii thing is true. Yeah, you don't believe in King Tut? You know, the King Tut thing I think is a joke, you know, but... Um, but, you know, I, I believe Tupac is actually dead, and I believe Elvis was dead. What about Andy and I, Kaufman? And I think Andy Kaufman is dead as well. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is here. Like, the whole ceremony is here in L.A. WrestleMania is in Los Angeles this year. Yeah, what's the date on that, you know? Uh, it's the first weekend in April. Oh, really? Yeah, coming up pretty soon. Damn, that is coming it's, up. It's, uh, yeah, two weeks. Well, from this weekend, this past weekend, yeah. All right, that is, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Cappy, man, you I got sore throat going on all of a sudden. Um, maybe it's What's this microphone. Oh, the microphone that you're using right now? You think that maybe, like, Mason gave you cooties or something? I don't know. Just Not say. the microphone? You know that if, if Mason was even remotely had, like, the tiniest, like, cough or, <laughs> like, he would not be in here in studio. He would have stayed home. That's why you don't give players guaranteed contracts. Oh, geez. You know, that's what it's all about right there. You give a player a guaranteed contract, it's like, oh, my fingernail hurts. I can't play. Yeah. But we gave you $250 million guaranteed. I know, but I don't I don't want to play. I already got that money. It's guaranteed. Hmm. See, that's what happens. So who, you think who, that you, you who think are you, you referring have, to? Well, I'm referring to like guaranteed contracts. Hmm. I'm saying, is there a particular athlete, though, that you have in mind? Um, well, I mean, this Lamar Jackson thing comes to mind. 
That's why I told you nobody's given him a guaranteed contract. Although now everybody thinks it's collusion. It is collusion. I mean, I guess in some ways maybe I mean, it you is. kind of bought that when we talked about it a couple weeks ago. That it's collusion? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that any NFL owner is going to give him what he wants. And I think that every NFL owner is on the phone with each other going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So by theory, uh, maybe even really more by definition, yes. maybe it is collusion. Yes. Yeah. That would be the definition for sure. Perhaps it is. <clears throat> the Lakers are in trouble, man. Why are they doing this to us? Yeah, why? Don't they understand we need them to like make it to the playoffs? And by the way, when I say we, I don't mean you and me exclusively. Yeah, just the station. And not even just the station. And the city. How, about, how about like the NBA? Yeah, all of it. You know, how about the television networks that would much rather have LeBron James on their screens than not? Yeah. How many all these television networks that are like, yo, the Laker logo. We we want that because by the way, like if you're ESPN as an example, our guys talked about you every day for the last six months. They're good, they're bad, they're terrible, they're great, they're smart, they're dysfunctional, they're messed up. They I mean, every day. We talk about the Lakers every day. They're on our station. They're in our town. But, I mean, nationally speaking, I don't know about everybody else, I would have Laker fatigue. I'd be so bored. It'd be like, come on, talk about somebody else. But they're that interesting because they got the personalities. They got the history. The league wants them in the playoffs. Do you think I'm right? Yeah, I think everybody would rather. I mean, David Stern once uh, famously said, you know, if you had your dream finals, what would it be? He said the Lakers versus the Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think that everyone feels like they're important. I don't think there's any question. I mean, wouldn't you want the Yankees in the World Series? Absolutely. I'd love to have the Yankees. I'd love to have the Dodgers. Right. Love to have the Chicago Cubs, the Boston Red Sox. Right. So the Lakers, like, no, no different, Lakers, Celtics, Knicks, I guess now I'd throw Golden State into that category. Yep. But major markets, major TV markets, and, mm-hmm. and brands. And so it's not just us who wants the Lakers in. It's, it's everybody. It's yes. good for business. I, I would agree. So, but they have been some, some of it their own fault. Most of it, at least recently, not, right? It's just been bad luck. But they which, find Which them, part is the bad luck? I mean, the injuries. Okay, what about the game against Dallas on Friday night? Is that bad luck? Well, I mean, you still don't have LeBron, though. Like, that's not that's still part of the bad luck, right? I mean, I guess. I, I really wasn't thinking about that because injuries are something that are unavoidable. I mean, giving up a well, lead... Well, but that's, that's luck. That happens either it doesn't or it happens or it doesn't happen. But that's just luck? Mm-hmm. It's not like the human condition? <clears throat> you think injuries... The human condition? Like, you think injuries are, like, predetermined? No, no, I'm saying that they're not. That's the whole point, that it's not luck. I mean, it's... I mean, I guess you would. I would consider you lucky if you didn't have guys hurt. I mean, is it? I guess maybe you could call. So it you're bad basically luck. you're basically saying that it's inevitable if you're saying it's the human condition. Correct. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess yes. Eventually, you're going to get hurt as an athlete, but the fact that it's happened at the in the times that it's happened for them, like the timeliness of it, I would say is unlucky. Yeah, it's. It's. I guess maybe now that I think about it, rather than thinking of it as lucky as in a positive. Maybe I got to think of it as bad luck as in a negative. Correct. That's what I'm referring to. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't have bad in front of luck. I just had luck. Mm. Now I got bad luck. Right. Yeah. And that was on Friday night. What a mess. See? What a freaking mess. I mean, uh, a disaster. But again, everyone's blaming Anthony Davis. And it's and I get it. I even texted you. He blew it the last 90 seconds. Blew yep. it. No he question. Did. But if we're being honest. Okay. Let's be and, honest. And you start watching it. Back with a, and, and I know not everybody watches the game back, but when you watch the game back, 
with emotion taken out of it because you know the result. They shot five of 20 from the field in that game, from the three-point line in that game. They also were a disaster at the free throw line in that game. So, like, they they had a lot of self-inflicted wounds even before Anthony Davis potentially blew it. Yeah, look, um, again, I love coaching cliches. So, you know, one play does not win or lose the game. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, yes, it does all the damn time. But it's a, it's a coaching cliche. Um, did a lot of other things go wrong throughout yes. that game on Friday night? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your point is made. You know, when, you, when you're shooting uh, 25% from three-point range, it's not good. By the way, when you're an NBA basketball team and you shoot 61% as a team from the free throw line, that's horrible. Terrible. I mean, it's like ridiculous. 19 of 31, dude. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I go to a high school basketball game tomorrow. I mean, if the season were still going on, I see kids shoot 80, 80%. Really? From the free throw line. I mean, I just made that up. I was just going to say, I mean, that's some good high school shooting right there. Exaggerated. No, I meant from the free throw line. I I know, but I'm still, I would just say, well, who's coaching that team? They deserve a... I don't know. Freaking Phil Jackson. Different job. You know what I mean? Some dude, you know? Yeah. All I'm saying is, is that if you're an NBA basketball team and you have an off night shooting and you go five for 20 from three point range, Mm -hmm. okay, fine. But on the same night, you can't hit a free throw? 61%? Yeah. It's brutal. So that's so, what yes. I'm saying. Like, yes, Anthony Davis blew it. I'm right. with you. Other things went wrong throughout the game. Correct. But in in quote unquote crunch time, mm-hmm. your best player, your highest paid guy, yeah. the guy who's who's supposed to put the organization on his shoulders completely fell apart. Like melted down mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor. It'll happen. Yes, it will. But at this time of the season, it cannot. Well, especially under the circumstances you've put yourself in. That's what I'm getting at. I, I get it. But what I'm saying is that you can assign blame to him. That I am with you on that. But there's a lot of factors, too, is all I'm saying. Like, don't just take it all out on Anthony Davis. Yeah, well, again, here's what happened. I got up on Sunday morning after kicking so much ass at pickleball. And by the way, yeah. I haven't even spent one second today, George, not one second, Yeah, have I spent on the biggest championship pickleball match of the entire Saturday, which was you and me mm-hmm. versus the representatives from the Circle of Trust. Oh, that's right. I would like to spend some time you, on that you before You said we get that Crypto Ray was not an athlete. I said he was unathletic. On the I, air. Yeah. I didn't remember saying it. You did. I was accused of saying it. Uh-huh. I attempted to deny it. You did. Nobody bought my, my attempt. Nope. And let me tell you something. What? Crypto Ray and Casper Villa. I mean, they pushed us to three sets. They played. They played great ball. Now we 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 did a pretty good job of winning the third set fairly easily, but those first two were were nail biters. Well, that's because I could see that crypto was starting to he was starting to have the Mason issue. Yeah, crypto was running out of crypto. Right. You know, I mean, all yeah. of a sudden, Bitcoin was down around five thousand yeah. yeah, for, for crypto. Ray. The blockchain was not. Uh, yeah, it was Correct. not working. Correct. Working. That's right. Yeah. You know, Dogecoin like like went down quickly. Yeah. But I will say so you this. You just call it Doja Coin, like Doja Cat? Yeah, is that what it is? No, it's Doge Coin. Doja not, Coin. Not Doja Coin? Like, like the cat? The coin and the cat are not related? No, it's not Doge, oh, Doja man. Cat, like the singer. It's no. Doge, Doge. Doge. Like Doge Doja Coin. Doja Coin. Yeah, Doja Cat is, you know, the singer. She's a singer, yeah. Doja, I, Doge Coin. It's another way to say dog. I had to go on to Twitter yeah. and say, Crypto Ray equals athlete. 
Yeah, you did. I because that. that's that's how impressed I was mm-hmm. by the performance of Crypto Ray, Casper Villa, and the representation of the Circle of Trust. It was for the Circle of Trust Championship. Which, by the way, we should get trophies. We should create if, our own trophy. Right. And if, right I, I, absolutely. It should it's be a red circle. Just our big, a big red circle. Oh, which right. reminds me, you guys left and we made up a Circle of Trust handshake. Yep. Oh, we I did. saw that on the, on the Circle of Trust. It's, Actually, yeah, but we we didn't want to like share the actual handshake on right because you know it's a secret right. So I right, you don't want Mason and Ireland right. stealing it like they steal everything we do. I'm gonna have to Ooh. show you guys what it is. It's great. I mean, they, you know, we started one of these things. They started theirs. You know? So I mean, I actually pulled an Irish goodbye on uh, Saturday. I actually said goodbye to everyone. I'm fairly confident. Maybe I missed, I think I missed Laura and the Boo. I didn't know where they were, but. I don't know. We were everywhere. I mean, I said to George, I'm like, you think we're like ready to get out of here? We've been playing pickleball for like five straight hours. I think I'm pretty done. Yeah. And George's like, yeah, dude, like it's cool. Like, why don't you just say goodbye to everybody and leave? I'm like, nah, I don't do that. Yeah, he just left. I just left. Then you probably would have been there another like half hour, 45 minutes though, saying goodbye. So I get it. Yeah, I just bounced. Did yeah. you leave by yourself, or did Rachel leave? No, you? he went to meet Rachel. Oh, tell you what, oh, I she did really go. Left, left, she, left. Yeah, she really went left. to go drinking. Yeah, oh. she did. She said we to me, drinking. she was, she said, um, she said, come meet me. Water. I met her. I met her in Laguna. Damn, <laughs> she <Dude>. left. Left. <laughs> like, she left. They she were was sitting. Like, Bye. <laughs> she's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I went to Laguna and had a veggie burger. Mm. How'd that go? It was great. Yeah. She actually looked at me though. Like you talked to earlier about the the girl who left the guy because he wouldn't buy the cheese for the cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think I'm gonna get the veggie burger, and she's like, I am not a veggie <laughs> burger kind of girl. And that, you know what that made me feel like as a guy who's trying to lose a couple of pounds. I'm thinking veggie burger, like a wussy. Yeah, total wussy. Yeah. No, you don't have to feel like that, Captain. That's healthy. You know what would have been uh-huh. more healthy, in my opinion, is if you got a regular burger, but get it with a you know the the lettuce wrap right. instead of the bun, like you did at Yamava. Mm-hmm. That's true. I did, but I never got to eat that burger. Right. You didn't? No, nope. because he just was yapping. Mm. Oh, and then and then uh, Baron Davis showed up. <clears> and, <throat> right. I, yeah. Like sitting there, it smelled like onions. You know. <laughs> he smelled like onions? No, he didn't. The burger had oh. onions on it. So right, Cappy didn't like want to smell like onions. I got you. Right. I got you. And he was oh, the one standing it. next to Baron. I right, I want to gas him down, you know yeah. what I mean? I got you. You want to be like, and right. smell nasty. Yeah. So Baron, tell me, and then all of a sudden he like melts, you know, because I've just gassed him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up next, you know, we never got to the Rams story. The Rams, they did something that some people have taken umbrage with. When they traded Jalen Ramsey. Okay. We'll tell you what that's all about in a couple minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Oh, suavemente. The white people anthem for Spanish music at parties. They've almost anglicized it. Almost. In some weird way. I'm telling you, I know this. My wife told me back when, you know, she was a kid growing up in Northridge, this was the jam. This was her song, huh? Well, that's what they were playing at all the parties when they wanted to play Spanish music. Mm-hmm. Who sings this song? Elvis Crespo. And do you think Elvis Crespo thought, you know what? Elvis Crespo wanted to sell as many albums as he probably wanted to, bro. Right. Well, that's what Snoop does. Yeah. Yo, Snoop is Uncle Snoop. Tio Snoop. He's legit. Besame. Te quiero sentir tus labios. Besándome otra vez. I was just hmm. happy because Mexico got out of that, so, you know. Mexico got out of a bases loaded jam for the second time today. Still up, are they still up 3 nothing? Yes. Yeah. What's the kid's name? Um, he's the Cuban kid who plays for Mexico. Randy Rosarena. Uh, Rosarena. Yep. Did you see the catch he made? At yeah, the, he uh, robbed the home run. Yeah. yeah. And then he, and they stood there just, like, holding on, arms crossed. Mm-hmm. That's right. I just made that catch. That's right. I'm a baller, yo. Yeah. Every time, time I hear that guy's name, I think of Jeff Passan singing, Ah, Rosarena. Yeah, he did that. Every time. Mm-hmm. Ah, Rosarena. What a story that guy is, huh? Incredible story. Um, anybody that doesn't know the story, I don't know, like, the intimate, intimate details, but here's what I do know. A raft from Cuba to, to Mexico. Mexico. Right. A raft. Yeah. I mean, not like, listen, if you told me I had to take a small boat 30-foot boat with a single engine yeah. from Cuba to Mexico, I'd be like, listen, I don't think that's such a good idea. No, nah, don't worry about it. You got all the electronics. You know, you got the GPS. You're going to be fine. You'll find your way, no problem. I don't know if that's a good idea. A raft? <laughs> How do you know where you're going? Um, unfortunately, Cappy, it's a very common story, actually, from mm-hmm. the island. Isn't yes, that but, how, from, uh, but from uh, Cuba to Florida. Puig, that's how Puig got here, isn't it? Well, Puig came on a speedboat. Oh, okay. He was smuggled. Then I'm thinking of a different player. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, Puig Cappy. was smuggled. All I'm saying is a raft from Cuba to And he Florida. smuggled it, I mean, in the way that he s- helped smuggle himself out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a swimmable amount of ocean. I mean, not for everybody, but right. for like one person on planet Earth. But um, a raft, how do you find where you're going? You don't. Um, I, mm, they yeah. find, I mean, nowadays when you have like phones and I mean, they, they phone you, you in the use middle a map. of the ocean. You use a map. A map. You're in the middle of the ocean. What, what landmarks uh, do you have? You have a, com- a compass. Okay. All right. Now well, you're yeah, talking. Th- that's like the only thing I could think of. Yeah. You got to have a compass. You know, there, there's another player who, so it was a big deal with like the whole world baseball classic with the Cuban team going to other countries because they're so worried about the the players De- deport, defecting. Yeah, defecting. Right. And one of their catcher did. Like everyone, you know, they're getting well, on the plane. Well, it was the bullpen catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the everyone gets on the plane, they're ready to go. They're like, "Oh, where is he?" Oh, sorry. He was just like, "Nope. I'm out of here." And yeah. he didn't show up. He never showed up to their flight and uh, he's staying in the US. So George, I didn't realize this, but real quick off topic, I didn't realize there were protests down in Miami. A lot, yeah. See, it makes all the sense in the world. Like if you're if you live in Miami and you're Cuban, and the Cuban baseball team is there, you're like, wait a second, why is this okay? Like, over there, they got to live like it's 1945, you know, and, uh, and you know, there's no rights, but we're bringing them over here. This is why I never understood years ago when the um, there was a, was there a spring training game that was played yeah, in Cuba? Yeah, uh, the Baltimore Orioles, yeah. I believe, in the Tampa yeah. Bay Rays. Right, and, like, Bud Selig was sitting there with, with uh, Castro. Yeah. I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me, but now... You can go to Cuba from America. Like I grew up my whole life going, you're not allowed to go. You there. couldn't go, right? Now I want to go to Cuba. I want to go to Cuba. Everybody says Havana is amazing. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I've it never is. been. Yeah, um, but I think that it's uh, it's you know it's it's a very it's a long 
I guess the best way to put it is that it's a very um, challenging story to discuss in a very short amount of time. Right. And I don't think sporting events particularly are a good opportunity to discuss that because there's only so much you can say without having like, you know, and, and by the way, this every immigrant community goes through this in some way, shape or form, whether mm -hmm. you're. Latino from other Latin American countries or, you know, you're Asian or you're from the Middle East, right? Like anyone who's <clears throat> who's has uh, an immigrant background has a lot of these stories, you know, it's just different variations of them, you know, so yeah. of fleeing oppressive governments, you know, yeah. watch but, but, the uh, 30 for 30, the brothers in exile. That's my favorite 30 for 30. Oh, the Levon and uh, yeah, El Duque yeah, Hernandez. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. It, yeah. they, they get into like how like they were, they would get in trouble for like taking soap home from the hotels. Yeah. And um, well, Levon Hernandez was there uh, to throw out the first pitch at the, uh, the U.S. game. And um, they asked him if he would shake hands with the Cuban coach who was his coach and, uh, and teammate at one point. And he said, no, absolutely not. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here watching this Mexico-Japan game, top of the seventh inning. Mexico up 3-0 over Japan. If Mexico wins tomorrow, they play the U.S. And check me on this, everybody, but they've already played Mexico in the U.S., and Mexico won that game earlier in the World Baseball Classic. Yes. So, um, wow. I mean, talk about it coming down to teams that you might not have expected. I mean, the Dominican Republic was the favorite. U.S. certainly one of the favorites. But um, I'm not sure Mexico was on everybody's list as being a favorite here. So this this is no. It a, would be a big, uh, uh, you know, it would be an upset if they yeah. ended up winning the whole thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not sure it's a 16 over a one. I'm not sure. No, it's, it's not that. It's no. not fairly Dickinson. No. But it's pretty pretty big deal. <clears throat> They're like a middle of the pack seed mm -hmm. in this scenario. By the way, Crypto Ray has posted uh, that they smoked us in the first set of our match. Can't can't deny that they did beat us. And if the if the tournament rules said only one set, right now Crypto Ray and Casper Villa would be bragging right. that they are the circle of champ circle of trust champions. Right. But it was a best two out of three. Right. And it, it, we did even things and, up. And, and and in the third set, you said we wanted to play to five, and I said no, let's play to eleven, which is right. what, you know. And technically, in the third set, you're only supposed to play to five. We would have gotten to five very quickly, mm -hmm. and we played to eleven. Look, Crypto, it pains me horribly to admit that we got beaten down. By Travis and Sliwa. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was not I'm, even competitive. I'm, I'm, I'm like humiliated by the yeah. whole situation. And by then, we were warmed up. So I got no excuses. Because we had beaten, after that, <clears throat> we beat Mason and I, Mason and his brother. Right. And then who else did we play? We beat the Soul Brothers. And we beat the Soul Brothers. I mean, we smoked DeMarco and and uh, and Kirk. Smoked them. Crushed them. Just to reiterate, those guys, I thought they would be so much better. They I made it sound you. like they were really good. And then I saw them warming up, and I was like... No, 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 no. Yeah, they're no, in trouble. No, no, These guys yeah. have never played before. It kind of looks like me playing out there. Yeah, they'd never played. <laughs> I mean, Kirk Morrison especially, he'd never played. I was stunned. He was popping them up more than I was. Yeah, I was stunned. I think I might be Kirk if it was a one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, wow. Whoa. I think I might. Wow. You hear that, Kirk? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Cappy. Yeah, you were about to talk the to Rams. about the Rams. Yeah, go ahead. So, according to this story, Linz, where would you find this story? Oh, uh, this was Albert Breer from oh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, Albert this. Breer is a yeah. very in-the-know, he's plugged-in reporter. Says that the Rams had better offers for Jalen Rams if he wanted to do right by him. He wanted to go to the Dolphins, and they mm -hmm. traded him there for a third-round pick. Now, you're not buying that. Why? Well, it's not that part that I don't buy. Um, saying that, uh, that Jalen Ramsey 
wanted to go to the Dolphins, and that was his preferred destination, that's fine. I can buy that part of the story. Uh, the fact that he would only go to the Dolphins, nah, I'm not so clear on that part of it. And then the last part of it is is that the Dolphins gave up so little for Jalen Ramsey because the Rams were trying to do right by Jalen Ramsey. Right. Really? Is that really what the Rams were doing? They were, hey, you know what? You came to our team. We gave you a lot of money. We won a Super Bowl together. Um, but, you know, we want to do right by you, man. This is the National Football League. Everybody's an asset, a commodity. Nobody cares about people's feelings. It's like one of the biggest backstabbing you know, businesses to possibly be in, other than like radio. But what I'm saying is, if, if you believe that the Rams just gave Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins for a third-round pick and a tight end who's never caught a pass because that's where Jalen wanted to go and they wanted to do right by him, I would argue, let's see what the other deals look like. So we really have an idea of what it might have looked like for him to go to Carolina or Green Bay or back to Jacksonville. I mean, do you do you believe that that there were much better offers for Jalen Ramsey and that they just did right by him? I, I think better than a third rounder, sure. And they chose to not do that because they wanted to do right by him. Well, they also got a player in return, too, so there's that, um, a young tight end. Um, maybe the, maybe the what, other teams were not willing to give up a player too. Well, what I'm saying to you is this: I, I do, and here you want to hear. Okay, good. You say what well, you say because I'm going to tell you why you're, I think that you're ready. It you're makes the Rams. Sense. You're the Rams, right? You need you need bodies now. You need draft choices now. Um, you need to improve your team now. So what am I doing? I'm giving up a salary, and I'm giving up a guy that's a luxury item at this point. So we're moving him. But, you know, we care more about him and doing right by him than we care about our team and our fans and our organization and everything else. So we, we just gave him away for nothing for him, but we're fine. Well, no, like I, I, don't, I, don't think it was, I don't think it was just for him. This is where I think you're, you're, you're misreading the situation. Oh, please, another interpretation. Let me hear it. I think they're doing that because that – look, the Rams, to me mm. – understand that even though they have 11 picks in this draft, most of them are at the bottom half of the draft. Now, historically, they've done pretty well there, particularly on the defensive end. But I think that they're doing that as like a sign. And, you know, I don't know who Jalen Ramsey's agent is. My guess is it's someone who probably has multiple players, like really good players also as well, as generally happens in, in professional sports. And they're like, hey, we'll do solid by your guy and you take care of us the next time around. And players around the league see that and be like, hey, the Rams, you know, Jalen Ramsey, by the way, wanted to retire a Ram, according to multiple reports, because he had like a, a, a pretty good deal. Like it was like 18, 19 million or something like that. It wasn't like he made a you know boatload of cash where it was going to hinder them forever, but they're in a really tough spot. But I think when you look around the league and players look at this stuff and agents look at this stuff and be like, you know what? They did us a solid. So we'll take our clients there. Like, I think that stuff matters. Yeah. You want to know what I think about that? I think it's bull crap. Yeah, I don't buy it. Well, I'll tell you that at least in the NBA, that okay. stuff happens all okay. the time. See, so you've said that to me a bunch, that it happens in the NBA. I don't think it happens in the NFL. Okay. Well, I will tell you that I think that, I don't think that the NBA and the NFL are that drastically different when people um, really break it down. I don't think the Rams had to do anything for Jalen Ramsey. I think what the Rams needed to do was get the most they could get for him. And I think the Rams, in a very short period of time, went out to the market and went, you know what? This is not out. There's not what we thought is out there. There's there's not a first-round pick. Right. But you know? there was probably someone willing to offer a second, at the very least. 
but not but not also a player. I mean, look, all I know is this. Albert Breer put out this. Uh, so you're this calling Albert Breer. You're saying Albert Breer is capping. Um, I'm saying that um, I would like to, to know the details of what other uh, offers were made. And then I can look at it and go, hey, you know what? This team offered a second round pick and this. And this team offered a third round pick and this. And ultimately, you know what? They really didn't get the best deal. And you know what? They did right by Jalen Ramsey. I'm so cynical when it comes to the NFL. I mean, and really not just I mean, NFL, you like pro just, sports I w- in general. I was just going to say you could have put a period after just cynical. Yeah, I mean, just pro sports in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, teams tell players all the time, hey, we're going to sign you, we're going to do this with you, we're going to do that but with you. But just because everybody's that doesn't mean that there can't be outlier teams that want to conduct business differently. Yeah, well, the Rams should care more about the Rams and they should care about Jalen Rams. But I do think it eventually helps the Rams if if that if that's the the perception that they are a player-friendly team and they will help in one way, shape, or form. For See, what it's worth, for what it's worth, okay. Albert Breer also said that no one would trade for Jalen Ramsey without knowing that he would sign off on the deal. Because the last thing you want is to like trade right. a, a big-name player like that and then have him be like, oh, I don't want to I'm not going to report, right. Yeah. So. All right, well, I, I'm just, all I'm saying is this. I don't think that the Rams were thinking, let's do right by Jalen. Gosh, he was such a great Ram, an all-time great Ram. Let's do right no, by no, this No, 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 no. I don't think it's solely that. I think that that plays a factor. Now, I don't think it's the overwhelming factor. I think it plays a factor, though. I think it helps them in the long run, potentially. I think they got the best deal they could get, and they found out there wasn't a big deal out there. And by the way, listen, I'm not discounting the fact that, that – Ramsey may not have reported had they sent him to another place. I'll buy that part of it, you know. But um, and but hey, look, he'll only go to Miami, and this is all they'll give us. So that's what we're gonna do. That's it. Not hey, we did this because we're nice guys. Okay. I don't think. Clearly, we know that already. Yeah, not a lot of nice guys when it comes to sports, I and mean, it's a tough business. Okay. I mean, maybe uh, you know. Maybe one day you won't be such a cynic, Captain. Maybe there are outliers. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm actually willing to acknowledge the possibility. I don't think that's the case, but it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, no Sedano yet. He said he had a sore I'm throat. I'm all He's of a sudden. He's water. Sorry, I was I'm worried about you a little bit here. there, buddy. I, yeah, I was worried about you. Yeah. Said you had a sore throat all of a sudden. Well, it's like a dry throat. It's not like a sore throat. So it's actually worse for oh, yeah. this because it gets dry and then I got to cough. So it's actually not sore. It probably will be sore because I keep coughing. But but right, I think I it's like, like a little uh, little post-nasal drip or something, you know? Yeah. I feel like I have like a piece of rice stuck in my throat. Wait, what? Yeah, like a little, so just random. one little piece. Why rice? Do you have rice? <laughs> no, it's just that. So then, why would there be rice yeah. in your throat? How did that happen? What did you because, do? Because there's like this little tickle in my throat. Your and throat. Like, and, and when I think about what's down there, I'm like, it feels Aww. like a little piece of rice is stuck. Oh, so that's yeah. how I started yesterday. Uh oh. Just be careful. You also had a stuck piece of rice. No, I just had like a little tickle in the throat. Oh. A stuck piece of rice. That- <laughs> right. <laughs> I love you, Kevin. I wanted to go back to my ENT and have her put that camera up my nose and down my throat and say, yo, <clears throat> you, you see a piece of rice? You wanted to do that? Yeah. 
Mm. The ears, nose, and throat doctors are the best. I've had one for a long time. ENT? Yeah, amazing. Love Get one girl. if you don't have one. Love my doctor. Same. All right, Lynch, go ahead. All right, so this past weekend, Ben Affleck premiered the highly anticipated movie Air at South by Southwest. Oh. Air, of course, is based on the true story of Nike executives trying to sign Michael Jordan to an endorsement deal. Oh. And Affleck revealed that he wanted Michael Jordan's approval before he decided to direct the film, which he got, but not without a couple requests. And the biggest one was a casting decision. Michael Jordan said that Viola Davis had to play his mother. And Ben Affleck was like, okay, that's like saying like, hey, can I come play pickup basketball on your court? And the person was like, yeah, if you get Michael Jordan. So that's, that's kind of like a big ask for him. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys, is it a big deal that Michael Jordan, who isn't even featured in the film, made a casting demand in this movie? Um, it is a big deal, but he's also the reason they're making the movie. I mean, none of this would have happened if he didn't decide to go with Nike. So he kind of is a key figure, even though he's not actually in the movie. See, I don't think it's a big deal because, you see, Ben Affleck gave Michael Jordan the casting decision, right? Like, he actually went to Michael Jordan saying, can I get your blessing on this? I don't yes. want to do it. I'm such a huge fan, and and I love your career, and I want to tell such a good story, but I really don't want to do it if you don't like it or if you're not going to support it or whatever. So, Mike... You know, anything you want to say, yes, get Viola Davis. She's got to be my mom. Oh, okay. See, so Ben Affleck kind of gave that to Michael Jordan. Right. But he, I mean, like, I feel like the fact that, like, you know, he wanted to get his blessing and he was like, well, yes, here's my list of demands. When, like, the movie's not about him. It's, you know. I mean, it is. It is. You're right. It is. But, I mean, I, I guess you're right, though, Cappy. Like, if he, he wants him to support it, he doesn't want it to be like Mike Tyson when they made that, like, Hulu document or docuseries where he was like, this isn't true, this isn't what happened, blah, blah, blah. So I get what you're saying, but I just think it's interesting that, like, he picked, like, one of the best actresses in that situation to, like, you know, But was it a demand mom. or was it like, hey, you know what? <laughs> he hey, said hey he, Ben. She, he said she, Viola Davis has to play my mother. Right, but what if he's like, oh, dude, dude, okay, my mom. Viola Davis, she has to play my mom. That'd be awesome if Viola Davis played my mom. Do you think that if Viola Davis like, oh, hey, sorry, I'm shooting another movie right now, I can't do it, that they, Michael Jordan would be like, okay, then I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Yep. Oh. I, I mean, the little a... I know about Michael Jordan, yes, I do. I believe that. Oh, I thought it was more of a suggestion than it was a demand. I mean, demand leaves out the suggestion part, doesn't it? It sure does. That's yeah. why I thought it was a suggestion. But no, yeah, everything that is being reported is that it was a demand. Wow, demand. Which is why which was why I brought it up. Like it's a demand. It's right. not just a request, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, that's Michael Jordan. He's the boss of his world. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next? All right, so we've been talking a lot lately about Ticketmaster and how it's a nightmare and it's a monopoly and everybody hates them right now. Well, The Cure uh, recently put their tour tickets on sale, and their frontman, Robert Smith, said on Thursday that Ticketmaster will provide refunds to fans who purchased tickets for the band's North American tour after they complained about high fees, high Ticketmaster fees. Mm -hmm. He said that Ticketmaster would provide the refunds, and they've agreed that many of the fees being charged are unduly high. Most of these fees for most uh, Ticketmaster buyers are in the 5 to $15 range. So is this a big deal or no deal that Ticketmaster is finally starting to bend a little bit on these crazy fees? I mean... Are they bending? I'm not really, so I, mean, I would go no deal. they're refunding money to all these people that bought tickets to The Cure. Well, I bet you a whole bunch of other people will buy tickets and pay those fees. Yeah. 
I, I look, I still feel like Ticketmaster is ripping a lot of people off. Personally. So not I would professionally? Say no, no deal. Uh not professionally, personally. Just personally speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. I think I think it that Ticketmaster is it is a monopoly. And I think that if I'm like another artist, I'm standing with the cure and I'm gonna say, you know what? Screw you, Ticketmaster. I'm gonna go sell them on my website. I mean, I guess that'd be probably like a logistical issue and someone else would have done that by now, but I wish more uh more artists would take those stands. Right. I mean, right. listen, you, you think about some of these guys, Bruce Springsteen, for example. Now I'm not like a huge Springsteen fan, and it's not something that I have to see in my life. But the ticket prices to see a Bruce Springsteen are so out of control. Now, look, you might be listening right now going, yeah, moron. But when you're thinking yeah, about... Yeah, moron. You know, you're thinking about the, the audience of 45 years old to 75 years old. Those people will pay that money, and they'll pay that premium. They don't care. They want to see the boss. I wish Bruce Springsteen would say, hey, this is not cool, man. You know, or, or hey, how about this? How about Taylor Swift? My daughter's been sitting here watching this Taylor Swift movie. I don't even know what channel it's on or what, what streaming service it's on. Because I'm not buying tickets to see Taylor Swift. Not with those extra prices and all the fees and everything. Not doing that. And Plus, because think, you're not going anyway. Right, but, but I, I mean, I think it's offensive. Like, if you're Taylor Swift, you're really charging your fans six, seven, eight hundred dollars to come see you? I've always wondered who sets those prices. You know, like, I, like, is it the record label? Like, who determines the prices? Because the tour in, people. At the end of the day, the artist has to be like, yeah, I'm okay with that, right? Whoever is in charge of the tour. <clears throat> yeah, they know what they can get. So they charge those prices. Now, I get it. I mean, I can appreciate the capitalism of it all. But I'm not paying to go see Taylor Swift from a mile away at SoFi Stadium for, you know, 600 bucks a night. You're not paying, period, though. Thank you, George. You're right. I well, mean, for being honest. I mean, He's going to hate true. King. But but the argument there, though, Cappy, is that, and this is like a whole, you know, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but the way that the record label industry, whatever, artist, music artist works now, it's completely different than it was like, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. They don't make money off of anything really but touring now. Like, that's how they make their money. Like, that's yeah, how they I'm, make the millions and millions now is touring. So that's, they're, they're not making the money off of these crazy deals off of the, from the record labels like they used to. I got no problem with anybody making as much money as they can make. Okay, if Taylor Swift can get five hundred, six hundred, a thousand, two thousand for a ticket, you go, girl. If Bruce Springsteen is still the boss and he can get that kind of money from people, do your thing, brother. But I ain't paying for that, brother. I, yeah, you see, I got to throw in the brother. Yeah, brother. On the other hand, I might say I'm not paying for that, Jack. So I mean, there's a couple of things I might use, Daddy. You know, lots of wrestling Daddy. terms. Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> At least I've he got didn't a say whole, Boppy. You know. Yeah, but you know, I got a whole Dusty Rhodes thing, and so. All right, uh, last one really quick here. So apparently uh, The Athletic is reporting that MLB is considering tweaking the new rules before opening day. Apparently they've caused so many problems and there's been too many rough moments. And so privately the MLBPA is discussing tweaking some of these rules before the season starts. But what would you need to tweak? Like how do you even tweak these things? Either the rules are the rules and that's it. It said that the roughest moments among them are that the 15 second pitch timer is too constricting with no one on base. Oh stop. Hitters should get slightly more time and shouldn't (laughs) need to be in the box and alert to the pitcher with eight seconds left on the timer uh that hitter should be allowed more than one timeout per plate appearance no bull um, crap like okay maybe i'll give you f- how about this here's the concession batters got to be ready with five seconds to go on the pitch clock okay 
And that, but then you're putting it more on the pitcher, so the pitcher's going to complain. Well, that's one of the things. Like they they point out how like Granky was saying that he's so worried about like making sure that he gets these rules right and he doesn't have one of these violations from the pitch clock that he's paying more attention to that than he is like the runners on base and like what's going listen, on in the actual game. Listen, this stuff happened in the minor leagues over a span of a couple years, and now everybody does it just fine. They'll figure it out. If not, too bad. Not Zach Granky yeah. apparently. I mean, I just, but no, but it's not just Zach Greggy, even the hitters. I mean, early in spring training, remember when Manny Machado was like the first guy to be like thrown out or something? Yeah, because uh, he got a called strike three because he wasn't in the yeah, box. Right. And he's like, oh, you know, for those of us that have been in, at this for a long time, you, you know, you can't change the rules on us. No, we can actually. Yeah. Because the game is taking way too long. Yeah. And young people aren't attracted to it because it's slow and boring. But if it's a lot faster and there's some clocks around it, and the game moves quicker, at a, and you can see an entire game in two and a half hours rather than four hours. I actually think it's good for the game. Yeah. I agree. Maybe it's just good for me. Like, maybe I'm being selfish about this. Cry me a river is what I would say. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really feel bad for the millionaires. I don't know, but I don't want to inject money into this. It has nothing to do with it. I just, it. just mean, like, they're, play, they're paid to play a game, well, and so it, they should it, just it, follow it, the rules, It's you know? entertainment. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And at the end of the day, the game, to Cappy's point, was taking too long. And people, their interest waned. Right. Okay. Do you want to keep people's interest? Well, there needs to be some tweaks. In every other sport, they make tweaks every year. The NFL does it. The NBA does it. Hockey has done it. It's fine. You know what? You know what those tweaks are intended to do? Better for the uh, viewers and the fans. Yeah. yeah. Right. Make the game better for the person who's watching it. Yeah. Hmm. Do we have one more lens? Or are we done? That is it for big deal or no deal. All right. Coming up next, Cappy. Yo. Lamar Jackson has a new destination, possibly. Oh. And let me tell you something. Oh, bad news. Japan has tied the game with a three-run home run. Would you stop with the spoiler alerts? Here? Masataka Yoshida, three-run home run, his second home run of the tournament. He hit one just inside the right field foul pole and has knotted this thing up in the bottom of the seventh. All right, it's the bottom of the seventh. It's a 2-2 count. There's two outs, and there's two runners on. Runners on first and second. Mexico's up 3-0. No, that, that already happened, Cappy. Well, it hasn't happened to me. Man, they better hope that they score some runs, because if Otani's going to come in and close uh, the Otani game Otani already came up, no, but if he, he walked if he comes no, no, in, he can come to close, close the game. Know, the game they're in trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. Off of him. Romero put this pitch down, and Yoshida, right to the foul line in right field, three-run home run, and Japan has tied the game against Mexico. Yeah, and for Masa- Masataka yeah, Yoshida, yeah, yeah, his second home run now. of the tournament. I'm just finding this out now. Mm. <laughs> Why do you Relive do my George? pain, man. I mean, Cappy, what do you want me to do? I don't know how many seconds you're behind. I mean, give that's me a 15, lot of seconds. Give me 15 seconds. That's a lot, man. It's a lot to ask, isn't I it? I mean, Laura was already screaming way, way, way <laughs> well before I said it. It's a lot to ask, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 3-3, three, three, Mexico, Japón. Hapon. Hapon? That's how you say it in Spanish. Wow. I was surprised you didn't do a call in, in Japanese. I don't know how to speak Japanese. Oh. I know some words. That would be awesome if you did. Oh, man. I only know how to say some certain, like, words, but I don't, and maybe some phrases, but I don't know how to, like, speak Are they it. bad words? No. No, it's like arigato, right? Like, just easy things that you would say, like, in, if you don't know anything about speaking Japanese that you could just at least say. What's arigato mean? Uh, thank you. Oh, it does? Thank you very much. Because remember the song Domo Arigato, Mr. Robato? I, I do know, yes. I, I, I knew that's that, exactly I where never you were going to go. I never knew what yeah. Arigato meant. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a new team, potentially, that uh, could be on his radar. And Odell Beckham Jr. 
still out there and looking for a deal. The Cowboys make a move. All this NFL stuff that we didn't get to, not name the Rams. We're going to touch on it next. So 3-3, Mexico and Japan in the World Baseball Classic. I love when we have a good game to watch while we're on the air. It's rare. Yeah, it's good, though. Cappy, you're going to have FOMO. Because I just taught Sedano the circle of trust handshake. She did. And I haven't, we haven't had, I haven't had a chance to teach it to you yet because you're not here. Well, I'll be there tomorrow. Okay, I'll teach it to you tomorrow. Be there tomorrow. Be there Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, we are at Yamava mm-hmm. yet again. Met a lot of people at the uh, pickleball event that were saying to me that they were planning on coming to Yamava this Thursday. They're like, oh, you know, I really want to go. It sounds like so much fun. And I haven't been able to make it out yet. But I, I think a lot of people from the pickleball event are going to be out there on Thursday. That'd be great. I talked a lot of people into it, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Beto and Whittier, he was like, I didn't go. And I was like, you need to go. You need to go. It's fun. And he was like, okay, I'll go. I'll go. You know, speaking of Beto and Whittier and guys like Dead Meow 5 and Casper Villa and Crypto Ray and Big E and whoever else whose name I'm forgetting, um, I'll tell you what, the circle of trust was by far and away the dominant audience at the pickleball event on Saturday. I mean, they got there late, but that's what we expect because, you know, we're on late. Right. I mean, I didn't I didn't see a lot of people, you know, from the what's the Mason in Ireland? The mafia. Yeah, I didn't see anybody saying, hey, we're from the mafia. You know, I didn't see anybody saying, hey, we're from the Travis and Sliwa. What's the name of their group? I don't think they have. They don't name. have one. It's defunct. Remember? Yeah. The guy deleted it because yeah, Beto, Beto was the guy into an argument with him. And yeah. he just yeah, he deleted the, his account. The yeah. Murphy bed guy. Yeah. But I will just say there were a lot of circle of trusters out there. Although some people think that's that 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 uh, that gentleman. Um, I I met him at the Mandy's. Um, is on an alias. I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, but he clearly yeah. doesn't want to moderate the uh, just their their whatever community. Yeah, I don't anymore. blame him. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want to either. It's a lot. Yeah, the only reason it works for us is because we have five of us. Or, yeah, you know. Well, all I want to say is all the circle of trust members who came out and represented. Appreciate you guys. Loved being with you guys, and uh, and way to be out there as you know brand ambassadors for the show. Much love. Yes, sir. I agree. that, George. You feel that sincerity? I do. You see the nice selfies we took with all the people from the Circle of Trust? Yeah, I, I was part of it, so I know. I know. I mean, Laura took one, too, and <laughs> so did Lindsay Baseball. <laughs> Wait, what? You're like, yeah, I was part of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you, you guys- see all those selfies we took? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I was, was there. in them. They yeah. are selfies. Yeah. I was driving uh, Saturday night. This is well after the pickleball event, yeah. and I had gone down to uh, to see a friend of mine's band play, and we were in Uber on the way back, and I'm with this one girlfriend of ours, and um, me, her, and Rachel are all like taking pictures in this Uber. Don't ask me why. And she actually said to me, she goes, hey, will you send those pictures to me? And I'm like, yo, it's your phone. Um, I don't really need to send them to you. So sometimes you just get confused, George. You know, like we took selfies together, and of course you know. You were in them. You're right. You were you were yourself in the yeah. selfie. By yeah. the way, did you see the picture, Cappy? Um, I posted of me, Laura, and Beto, and yes, in the I background, did. yeah, like you see, I, that's right. I put it in the group chat too. If you zoom in on Sedano's face, he looks like he's like locked like, in. Yeah, like he's ready to like kill somebody. I though, raid. yeah. I I looked in the background also. I'm standing in the front court, you know. Yeah. And I look like I'm holding myself. What? what? Yeah. Oh no, I need to look at this now. <laughs> oh yeah, George I mean, is in the George is in the receiving like that. No, no, George is in the receiving position. George is going to receive the serve. Right, and I'm focused. I'm in the front court because George is in the back. I'm in the front, and if you look at the picture, 
George is very, very intense, waiting for that serve to get to him. I'm standing in the front court. I look like I'm like, oh, it's over here. You know, it's right over here. I look like I'm grabbing myself. You know, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if you look like you're grabbing yourself, then I think that you probably are grabbing yourself. I don't know that I'm grabbing myself in as much. Are you adjusting the, the way the camera may have just caught me? Rosarena scores from second base. Mexico cuatro. Japón tres. Okay, wait. I'm starting my stopwatch right now. Okay. Ow. Okay. It's 3-3. Three, three. Oh, no. I, the play ended a while ago. I just kept screaming. Yeah. Top of the eighth inning. I still have it at 3-3, three, three, <laughs> though. No, Cappy. Cappy. But yeah. see, I, I love you, but you can't top that. Oh, no. I'm not trying to top it. Oh, okay, it it's more just a matter of trying to find the timing. So, so mm. as of right now, the pitch has still not left the pitcher's hand. Here it is. Okay. Hit. 21 seconds I'm behind you, George. That's after I stopped talking. 21 the seconds. The play was already done a few seconds before that. I know. You got you to give me 30 seconds. That's crazy. Of grace time. It's crazy. Can't be yelling out the results. South, South LA is in delay. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I, I like that. Just saying. I think it's more of like a direct TV versus Mm-mm. a cable thing. No, no, no. That's South, South LA for you. They're in delay a lot. Is that the deal? Like With it's based on geography? Things. Really? Just a lot of things, yeah. Really? If you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, now you know. Mm-hmm. He'll you. I love the Rosarena's pose afterwards. I love it. This guy, Rosarena, is unbelievable. Um, yeah. Oh, it was Alex Verdugo who hit the yeah, double. Yeah, it was Verdugo. Former Dodger. I totally stepped on your call as I was like, oh, let me shut up. That was fun. This Rosarena story is incredible. I mean, the fact that he is a Cuban guy who is representing Mexico because he he took a raft from Cuba to Mexico and he's got so much Mexican pride and appreciation. Yeah, I appreciate country, they took him in. Right, that yeah. he's he's representing Mexico and wouldn't represent Cuba. I love it. It's his an amazing story. There. Good yeah. point, Lindsay. His, all his family still lives there in Mexico. In Mexico or in Cuba? In no, Mexico. Mexico. His family lives in Mexico? Yes. Yeah. yeah. His, it, he, I was going to say his wife. Moved, yeah, when him. he moved there, like his whole family ended up there because, you know, mm-hmm. that's when he became an MLB star and he had the money to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where in there. Mexico, you know? I know do not know. I'll have no. to look it up. I'd like to know that. I would like to know that. Ever since my last trip down to Cabo, it's all I've been thinking about is getting back down to Cabo. Yeah. Really? I'm going yeah. to Baja Fest. Yeah. Where and when? It's in Rosarito in Agosto. Oh, oh Rosarito. When is that, yeah. that going to be? In Agosto. In Agosto. Oh, yep. see. Sí. Agosto. Mm-hmm. See. Sí. See. Sí. See, sí. Capi. Pick me up on the way down? I was going <laughs> to say that uh, we had time for Dito's Choice, but we don't because we literally have like... Uh, oh. Plus, we're not going to get to all those other NFL stories you were talking about. Like, yeah. oh, Lamar, oh, here it is. Real quick. Lamar Jackson, Patriots. That's the, that's the new rumor, yeah, which would be heard. incredible. Imagine the Patriots saying, we're going to take this kid away from Baltimore and we're going to have Lamar Jackson on the Patriots. If you're Belichick, it... Listen, you're 70 years old, dude. You might as well make the big swing now at the quarterback position and give yourself one more shot to win. And if there's one owner who, by the way, could give a guaranteed contract without catching it from everybody else? Robert Kraft. It would change everything in football, but I still don't think he'll do it. There you go, Cappy. Never say never. That's why I'm not an absolutist. We know that's the truth. Yeah. So what's going to happen here? Mexico going to win this game? Well, I mean, you're you're 30 seconds behind regardless, so it doesn't really matter. So. Uh, all right, Cappy, we're done here. Excellent work, Cappy. Yep, see you tomorrow in studio. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. What's coming up next, Laura?
Lakers talk with Slee. Lakers talk with Slee. We love Slee. Congratulations to Travis and Slee uh, on kicking our ass, basically. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.